Scene 13. Setting. Jesus before Pilate at the Praetorium, then to Herod's palace. Luke, chapter 23, verses 1 to 12. John, chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. Pilate's mind was reeling after his wife told him her dream. Romans had a superstition about dreams, especially those which came in the early morning hours. He stepped up his opposition to the Jewish leaders. I find no basis for a charge against this man. By now, the teachers of the Torah could have revoked their charges. They should have revoked their charges, but no. Instead, they persisted. He stirs up people all over Judea. He started in Galilee and has come all the way here. Oh, Galilee! On hearing this, Pilate asked if I was a Galilean. This information made a difference to Pilate, since Galilee was under Herod's jurisdiction. Greatly relieved, he summoned the guards to take me to King Herod. Send him to Herod Antipas. He is in Herod's jurisdiction. He wiped his forehead and turned his back on me. As I staggered forward, bound and chained, on the way to Herod's palace, I was thinking of Pilate, whom we had left behind, at least for now. How he had sighed with relief when he realized he could pass the decision to someone else. This is how it is with human nature. If there is a way to pass the blame, they will pass the blame. If there is a way to avoid answering the question, they will avoid answering the question. The question being, who is this Jesus of Nazareth, who calls himself the Son of God, the Anointed Messiah? I was thinking of you, as I am thinking of you now. When you are faced with the one most important decision of your life, who do you say that I am? I am thinking of how you may wrestle with this choice. It is not a one-time choice. It is a day-to-day -day surrendering to the God who made you and loves you. Sometimes the choice is not an easy one, and when your plans are not in line with my plans, you might hope you can simply send me away to another jurisdiction. This is why I have to die for you, for your times of indecision, for God is slow to wrath and full of mercy. But you, O Lord, are a God, merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Psalm chapter 86 verse 15 Just like Pilate, who wanted to squirt the issue, just like the Sanhedrin who are hoping to see me condemned to death, and just like Herod, whom we are now approaching, you need mercy. I am the mercy of God. As a gentle silent lamb, I was led into the presence of Herod. I will stay quiet now, as I continue this journey. I will quietly defend you. I am your defense attorney. I will give everything for your defense. I am defending you even now with each step to the cross to die for you, in your place, so that when you have completed your trial before the righteous judge, and are sentenced to die for the crimes of your heart, your sins will be nailed with me to the cross. Some say all roads lead to God, 
All roads do lead to God. God is a perfect, holy, and righteous judge, or God is Jesus. Judge must judge you. You must take the judgment on yourself, or you must acknowledge me that I have taken it on myself. There is no other way. If there was another way, I would not be here, exhausted, bloody, sweaty, thirsty, hungry, beaten, mocked, and ridiculed. Now I am in Herod's ring to be beaten and mocked once again, to be heralded as a king without a kingdom and laughed at as a clown. When Herod saw me, he was thrilled. He hoped he could see me perform a miracle. I, on the other hand, saw the fragility of Herod, who talked so tough, yet had no real substance of character or depth of soul. He mocked me, ridiculed me, as many people do, but I saw right through his empty words, just as I see right through the empty words of others who throughout time will do the same. Underneath shaking skin, on the verge of shattering like glass, I can see their teetering houses built from sand, granules of philosophies placed carefully, each on top of the other, some truth, some lies, neatly stacked on nothing, with absolutely no foundation and their heart on which to build. Herod's heart exhibited a house of cards with such little stability I could have blown it away with one sigh. Herod was secretly terrified of me, but he only shouted louder in order to drown out the still small voice that might have spoken to his heart at some point in his life. Every child has a chance to know me. Every child, except for the Antichrist, bears an innocence of soul where seeds of faith can be planted and grow. The chief priests and scribes, standing nearby, accusing me vehemently, had long since forgotten their hearts as children. Herod, who had sacrificed his inner child at the altar of paganism years before, used the priest's rancorous rhetoric as fuel for his puny fire. He pompously ordered an elegant robe to be thrown over my shoulders. As his slaves brought it forth and spread it upon my meek and lowly blood-stained shoulders, Herod laughed hysterically, much like a nervous hyena. There is the laugh that will sound from heaven, but it is a very different laugh than Herod's nervous cackle. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together, against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder, and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision, serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Psalm 2 The laugh of God resonates from one who is in control, he who has the last laugh. In contrast, the neurotic laughter of Herod sounded like it emanated from a disconnected electrical wire, waving uncontrollably, spewing out dangerous sparks. I am the light of the world. Without me, 
there is no light. Disconnected wires regurgitating their rhetoric will rule with shock, inconsistency and fear, offer no sustainable true light in which to see the truth. Those who walk in darkness do not even know what they are stumbling over. They are in constant darkness. Herod was usually an eloquent spokesman, but even he was stumbling over his words as he proceeded to ask me questions. My indifference clearly bothered him. I could see the sweat gathering on his brow. His eyes began to shift, to and fro, searching the crowd to see if anyone else noticed his feu de bois, his burning log, was just about to go out like a comedian who has lost his crowd after he delivers the first joke. Why is it that people who have so little to say talk so very much? Are you the Messiah the Jews have been waiting for? Herod questioned me. I hear you can walk on water. Please give us a show. Or yet, rather turn my water into wine. Oh, please. I hear you touch the lepers. So I'm not afraid. A king without a kingdom. Do you love a parade? Do fools follow you, or have they seen a brighter light? I hear rumors that if the people cease to praise you, the rocks and stones will cry out in praises. If I called the band together, could we have the rocks and stones sing out tonight? With one breath, I could have knocked him over. Just a simple exhale. But what kind of god would I be if I pranced around showing off? Herod needed a savior, just as much as the next person. If he would only look to me, cry out for mercy, healing, I would have been his lord too. Herod the Great, Herod of Antipas's father, felt threatened when the wise men came from the east to find me when I was born. He felt so threatened, in fact, that had successfully murdered every male child under the age of two, but my earthly father Joseph had been warned in a dream. I was whisked away and hidden safely in Egypt. Did Herod of Antipas know I was the boy his father had tried to kill? He had John the Baptist beheaded. John the Baptist was a prophet, my forerunner, who prepared the way for me to come. He baptized me on the brink of my ministry. At my baptism, the heavens opened and the Spirit of God descended like a dove. If even for a split second Herod thought I was the Son of God, he would have been fearful for his own head. But as he continued to mock me with his nervous laughter, I was not thinking of him any longer. I was thinking of you. When you have mocked me or laughed at me or at my servants who come in my name, when the laughter of disbelief shakes nervously inside your soul and you are wondering if you will ever be able to be quiet, simply quiet, when you have ridiculed me or discounted me with your friends or your enemies, and now you are done jesting and joking, and you wish you could find a place where your soul is able to rest, simply rest. It was for you that I could silently bear the ridicule, for I was thinking of you. I am preparing a place for you to come to 
when you have nowhere else to run. The place I prepare is my body, the temple of the living God. Or perhaps you are the one who has been mocked at, spat upon. Perhaps a loose wire blew sparks at you, singeing you with abuse. I remained mute as Herod mocked me and caroused along with his weak-minded friends. He felt comfortable with his crowd around him. His servants, too, formed a cushion to give him a false sense of comfort. Just like you, in a group, you are sometimes able to act stronger, even if you know what you are doing is disturbingly wrong. I see you in the dark. I see you when you are alone. You may be able to convince the whole world that your sin is all right. But when you are alone with me in the end of your days, when I turn out the light, if you choose me, the light of your soul belongs to me, and you will never see darkness. If you never open the door to let me in, you will remain in darkness, singing praises to yourself and those who are like you. You will be cast into the abyss of darkness with those who loved the darkness rather than the light, those who would not come into the light, being afraid that their deeds would be exposed. Light has no fellowship with darkness. Light instead exposes the deeds of darkness. Come into the light now, even now as you hear my voice. I am the light of the world. I can be the light of your world, the light of your soul. Do not run away as the light reveals the secrets of your soul. Instead, confess your sin to me in the privacy of your room or your car, in the privacy of your own soul, silently or aloud. Confess your sins to me, Jesus, your Messiah, and I will be faithful to forgive all of your sins. You do not need to tell a priest, although you may if you feel you wanted to. You do not need to confess to your rabbi, although you are free to do so. You need only to confess to me, your Lord, your Saviour. If only Herod would be quiet long enough to listen to the light. In my light, he would have seen light. If only he allowed the light of truth to pierce to his soul. But alas, the light stood before him but he could not comprehend it, just as many cannot comprehend me, the light and their darkness, calling to them with all of my heart. I am silent, waiting, defending you before the Father, even as you speak your vacant words like Herod. When with your very own words you are condemned, I will cry out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Luke chapter 23 verse 34 Come to me, ask me to forgive you, and I, the silent Saviour, will open my mouth and speak forgiveness for you, for only my Father can forgive, in my name. I had to remain silent in the presence of Herod, so that when you are so loud that your words have boomeranged back to beat you over your own head, my head would be beaten in your place. When the roaring of your own words are drowning you, 
your makeshift raft of ignorance is crashing over the falls of your own arrogance, you may come to me and find safety in me. For I, the Lamb of God, the righteous Messiah, was thinking of you as I stood before Herod, as I am thinking of you now. You may liberate the actions of many by passing bills and laws, but you will never be able to liberate their souls. You may liberate your own actions and find others to join in, whether these actions are good or not, but you will not be able to find freedom within your heart. I did not see Herod and his band of loud-mouthed fools before me any more. I saw prisoners held by the sin of this fallen world, prisoners who served a slimy snake, who fed them with lies until they knew nothing but death, drowning in cesspools of filth and slime, victims of their own crimes. Having become completely disconnected to the source of real life, they will persecute the righteous until the day I come again in the clouds with my saints. I stood before them, being the only hope for eternal life. I, Jesus the Messiah, the Savior of the whole world, just as I stand before you now, I can see the fragile face behind your mask. Are your jokes starting to crumble? Is the clown makeup beginning to wear off? Herod could have found rest that day. He could have breathed a sigh of relief, yet he was afraid to face the emptiness in his heart. So he only amped up his roar. Bring a royal robe for our king! Was this necessary? They could have just let me go. But instead, the soldiers violently slung the elegant robes on my weary shoulders. Throughout the rest of today, I will be clothed, I will be stripped, I will be clothed again, then stripped naked, my undergarments ultimately degraded by the soldier's lottery. Throughout history, I will be stripped, I will be clothed, I will be made into an object of lust, I will be falsely accused, I will be beaten with false accusations, I will be misunderstood. My cross, the means of a pure salvation, will be used instead in rituals for darkness and twisted into a symbol of torture by those who hate me as they persecute those I love. I will be blasphemed, ridiculed, and reasoned away. I will be clarified, corrected, objected to, rejected, cast aside, put on a shelf and placed at the back of the aisle. I will be spat upon laughed at and cursed. I will be displayed as a woman. I will be accused of being a man who is not divine. I will be hated, mocked, and abused, and yet I alone bear the sins of the world. Before this day is over, I will be nailed to a cross and laid into a grave. But I will never forsake you, nor have I ever forsaken you. I will sit at the right hand of the Father in heaven and advocate for you daily. I am your past, present, and future defense lawyer. I will be waiting for you, hoping you decide to let me in, even until your last breath on earth. I am your Savior, and I am still dying in your place daily. 
meanwhile looking into your face with eyes of love. Herod, shaking inside, and nerved by my silence, reached a place of his own awkward silence. For a brief moment, a minuscule second, I thought I saw signs of wavering, and hoped he would turn to me, cry out to me, and call me Lord. But the silence stripped him, beat him, until he, screaming from the cold to the very empty tomb of his soul, cried out in a shrill voice, Take him back to Pilate! And that leaves you and me alone now. It's between you and me, Jesus, your righteous Messiah, the Savior of the whole world. Don't wait. Tonight I die on the cross for you. Tomorrow may be too late. Herod could have stopped to return my gaze, but Herod shook his head instead. Herod, who had now undone himself, did not want to appear weak. The eyes of his household were upon him. The weight of his decision came down on his neck as a guillotine. No matter what he said from this point could bring me back. He has sent me away, and without knowing it, each blow to me became a blow to his own head. No matter how loud the person is who mocks me, the names will fall off me and return to haunt them instead. For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this unfaithful and sinful generation, the Son of Man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Mark chapter 8 verse 38 Herod held the place of authority in his palace. He held the popular opinion of his people. This was his moment. He was in control, or so he thought. When Herod shook his head, he was not thinking of the one who will shake the heavens and the earth one day, the one who will shake his head and say, Depart from me, I never knew you. The one who will turn him away from the throne of God and from eternal paradise. Herod will be sorrowful then. But I was not thinking of him any longer. I was thinking of you, as I am thinking of you now. That moment when you seek Yahweh and ask that his face would shine on you. But you realize you need a savior, someone who would die for your sins. I had to die for Herod, so that when you are like Herod, mock me and ridicule my servants who come in my name, when you demand them to walk on water or raise the dead, when you laugh at them in front of a crowd, when the roaring of your own words is causing you to sink on a wild, windy, storm-tossed sea, you can find a silent place to rest in me. I am right here next to you. Walk on water with me, or at least get in the boat. I will calm the storm. Are your jokes and shows and chorus lines that chime blasphemies to your saviour starting to crumble? Is your voice beginning to crack? Are you weary in your chaos? Are you tired of good being called evil and evil being called good? Come to me, all you who labor and are weary. 
and find rest for your soul. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 Herod could have found rest that day, if he only would have been brave enough to enter into my silence in order to hear. If he had done this, he might have stole quietly, even in the dark of night, to find me like Nicodemus did. But Herod, now shivering with fear, sent me back to Pilate. Herod was not thinking, or was he? Were his thoughts truly as evil as his heart? As he uttered his sentence, send him away. As Herod witnessed my back turned to him, he could not help but feel the heaviness of the bars coming down and the metal doors slamming him into a cold, dark room, locking him into the solitary confinement of his decision. He closed his eyes. A stark, vivid, eerie memory flashed in his mind, one of John the Baptist's head on a golden platter. Herod put his hand to his own neck. An uncontrollable chill crept up his spine. He tried to shake it off. What will you decide? Decide this day. Don't send me away. I was thinking of you, as I am thinking of you now.